It is a Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It's it's media day, but we also have a former Florida Panther who is now hanging up the skates. We're going to discuss this more on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. September 21st edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're to our team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to Lockdown NHL and Lockdown Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. We'll be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, today is the day, media day, where you'll hear a lot of sights and sounds from Panthers players, head coach Paul Maurice, Captain Alexander Barkov, the unicorn in Matthew Kachuk, and... For those on the YouTube, you're seeing that I'm in a different location as my usual recording space. I want to, first of all, give a special shout out to my good friend, uh, Paul Gooch, for allowing me to record in his uh, in his studio, in his home, where he does his uh, Twitch channel. You can follow him on Twitter, at the Gooch Stop, and you can follow him on Twitch as well, at the Gooch Stop as well. Uh, he's a Florida Panther season ticket holder, so you'll be, you might be able to catch him at some Florida Panther games as well. So... But special thanks to uh, Paul Gooch for that. But let me bring in my guest here on this Wine and Wednesday edition of the show. Jacob, hockey is here, my friend. Man, it is very, very exciting. Um, I know we're going to get into it with the uh, the training camp roster dropping today, but uh, some interesting camp battles to watch. The, the roster is taking shape and um, practices are getting going this week. It's, it's a really exciting time. It's going to be preseason hockey within a few days. Mm-hmm. And the first game of the of the for the Florida Panthers will be a split squad matchup against the Nashville Predators on on Monday. So we still don't know who's going to play in what game and who's going to play in, in in the other. But let's first talk about some news that dropped today for for not only the Florida Panthers but for the NHL, and is and that is that former Panthers defenseman Keith Yandel is officially retiring from professional hockey. Of course. We, we we mentioned Yando a lot this summer based on the buyout. And of course, we, we and and also this fan base has also clowned a little bit about Keith Yando and some and kind of picked on him a little bit. But also, if you ask any of the Florida Panthers players who have been teammates with them now, now and and prior and prior to uh, even even his stops in Arizona, New York and Philly. A lot of people have great things to say about Keith Yandel and how he's a great locker room presence, and of course the the jokes that he he makes on the ice, and of course the the famous saying that he has uh, sunk. So uh, just just a person that people in the NHL are are going to miss, especially the players. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I think for the Panthers as a fan base, uh, he's definitely a guy who, who does not have the best reputation on the ice uh, just for his play in the later stages of his, later stages of his career. But uh, when we talk about his career with the Panthers, it was the later stages of his career. And, um, you know, that just as guys age, the, the performance declines, father time is undefeated. Uh, so with Keith Yandel, it's, it's never, I, I would hope for anyone uh, out there who's a Panthers fan, I hope it was, it's never been anything personal because he, he was absolutely a fantastic teammate. Um, great presence in the locker room. The, the few interactions I've had with him, um, hilarious guy, um, super nice guy, was, was uh, always willing to chat. Um, he's, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a big day for him. Uh, finally retiring from the NHL and moving on with the next stage of his life. But um, yeah, obviously huge congratu- congratulations to him on a fantastic career. Uh, the NHL's longest Ironman streak. Um, that's nothing to, to look down on. And uh, yeah, definitely congratulations to him and, and wish him the best. And um, honestly, if you look back at his career, some some pretty pretty crazy highlights. But I think what, what most people will remember from his career is just his, his presence as a a uh, locker room figure and he's hilarious with the media and just a guy who, who goes a long way in keeping a locker room light and enjoyable. And um, yeah, well the NHL and, and the hockey community will definitely miss him around. And he wasn't the only defenseman to, to, to hang up the skates. Um, two other defensemen who, uh, who you could say at one point, they were the best defensemen in the NHL, former Bruins captain Zdeno Chara uh, hanging up the skates as well, just most recently with the New York Islanders. And, and it's funny because the, the 2021 season specifically with COVID and, and with the the pods kind of made me a, kind of forget a little bit that he played one season in Washington, of course, a career in Ottawa as well. But most of his time was spent in in Boston, uh, winning a Stanley Cup as, as well. That's on his resume. And also P.K. Subban, a, a Norris Trophy winner as well. Both of them Norris Trophy winners. Um most of my memories of P.K. Subban, of course, were, were was him in Montreal and and his best days were, were Montreal and a little bit in in Nashville as well. Got to a Stanley Cup final. Unfortunately, did not win a win a cup with the Preds in 2017 um, when they faced off against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But two guys who were at the top of their game at one point and two guys who you really could make a case for them to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, the, it, it was kind of a weird morning because it seemed like every 30 minutes a, a longtime veteran NHL defenseman was hanging it up. Uh, Yandel, then then Chara, and then Subban, like one right after another. Uh, I don't think that was coordinated in any way, but it's, no. it's funny how it worked out. Um, but uh, yeah, Zdeno Chara, um, truthfully, happy to see him retire. Uh, and that is not, not in a negative way at all, but that dude was just a monster. Uh, <laughs> And being in the Panthers division killed the Panthers for so long. Uh, just the epitome of tough to play against. Uh, tallest player, if I'm not mistaken, the tallest player in NHL history. Um, right up there near seven feet tall. Uh, could skate, hardest slap shot. Um, just an absolute beast. Uh, played a very, very long time. Uh, he was getting up there uh, approaching Yager territory and how long he played. And uh it's a good time for him to hang it up. And I was, I was happy to see him sign a one day contract with the Bruins and be able to do it uh, with Boston where he played over a thousand games, but absolute surefire hall of famer. And, and thank God he's out of the league now because that, that is one scary individual. 
And then with PK Subin, um, one of the best personalities on the ice and off the ice, a lot like Keith Yandel. Um, I would assume Subban has a very, very long and successful career in broadcasting uh, awaiting him right now. Um, I was a little surprised to see him hang it up at only 33 years of age. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt like he, he definitely had a little bit more left to give on the hockey side of it and, and probably could have hit a thousand games. But, you know, it's uh, it's a personal decision. And when he's ready, when he's ready to move on from his playing career and he wants to he wants to make that decision now, then I'm happy for him. Uh, I think he had a, a spectacular career. And uh, one thing that, that I do want to give P.K. Subban a ton, ton, ton of credit for is his um, commitment to, to growing the game uh, as far as diversity is concerned. Um, being being a, uh, a uh, minority hockey player is definitely not easy. And P.K. Subban and, and his entire family really have, have had incidents where they've uh, faced some, some tough some tough times and some challenges on the ice as far as racism and discrimination and things like that. And PK Subban always handled it with class. I was a smile on his face, uh, fantastic personality. And I really do think uh, Subban did a long, uh, went a long way in opening doors for, for other minority hockey players. Definitely. He, he was someone for, for any minority hockey player to look up to. And that, that's probably the, the biggest impact and greatest legacy he's leaving on the ice. And and PK Subban is a guy who, who when the smile is very noticeable for for him, uh, for sure. Like it, it, like especially with everything that he's gone through. And sometimes whenever you are bothered or being bullied, whether it comes to raci- racism as well, sometimes the best thing you can do to fight back so people can back off you is just to smile and not necessarily pretend that it didn't happen, but knowing that you are not going to get the best of me in the in X situation as well. And that's that that's something that PK Subban carries with him all the time. So that's what that's really something that a lot of people can really take away. But also before we move on, I also want to talk about some of the grittiness that all three guys have have dealt dealt with, like on the ice as well. Uh Zidane Chara played in the Stanley Cup final, if I'm not mistaken, in 2019 with a broken jaw. It, 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 against the mm-hmm. St. Louis Blues just a few years ago, and Keith Yandel, uh, it was a game against the Carolina Hurricanes. I, I I believe that the Carolina Hurricanes were icing the puck, and he took it to the mouth, and that could have risked his Ironman streak at the time. And then he goes to the the, the dentist, and then he doesn't miss a game after. So th- th- those three guys, two of them, um, big cases for Hall the Hall of Fame, but the the fact that. Those three guys are definitely the definite, the textbook definition of hockey tough. Absolutely. Uh, Zidane Char is kind of on another level when it comes to toughness, the things he played through and uh, his willingness to, to throw down the gloves and fight and pretty much dominate anyone he wanted to in the fight uh, as a number one defenseman. Not a lot of number one defensemen in today's game are doing that. Um, he, he, he was, like I said, one of the toughest people you could ever imagine playing against and uh, truly, truly, uh, induced fear in, in, in any opponent he had. He, he's a guy to be feared. Uh, and Keith Yandel, you don't, as much as, as much as people wanted to get on him and, and talk about him towards the end of his career, uh, playing a, a much safer and at, at times lazy or, or sluggish game, uh, that was more towards the end of his career. But he, he was absolutely a tough player. You don't get an Ironman streak like that without, without having some extreme levels of toughness and uh, bringing back that, that puck to the mouth. If I'm not mistaken, he got several root canals the morning after that 
and uh, still played in that game. Uh, the, the pictures of him in the dentist chair uh, went viral, and it was a pretty nasty sight. Um, but he, he was right there to lace him up the next night. So uh, you have to give credit where credit is due. These, these are guys who had lengthy careers and had uh, an element of toughness that most of us wouldn't have. So uh, hats off to them all, definitely. And and I hope to and and for and I'm and I'm and I'm and I mean this when I say this. I hope that we see Keith Yando around at FLA Live Arena for some games. I mean, spend spend a good portion of his career. Sure, it was towards the tail end, but still a good portion of his career and mentored a lot of guys. And let's not also forget that PK Subban as well. Uh, during the All Star game one year, uh, put on a Panthers jersey with the number sixty eight Yarmy Yager and had a wig. And uh, did want the shootout challenge as well. So uh, you mentioned how Zdeno Chara was on Yarmir Yager uh, levels of age, forty-five years old. Uh, and you saw, you said how he's one of the tallest players in NHL history, six-nine. I just look, looked it up his exact uh, height, so six-nine. And just the the personalities that these guys bring, and definitely uh, these guys are definitely uh, going to be missed. So def, def, definitely hope to see these guys around in in the hockey community uh, going forward. But in the next segment, we are going to discuss the training camp roster and a recent signing for the Florida Panthers ahead of training camp. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this week's Week 3 game. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing this September 21st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It's a Winans Wednesday edition of the show. So, Jacob, it's 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 crazy how our scheduling worked for this recording today. Just 30 minutes before we we record, just arriving in South Florida ahead of media day tomorrow, the Florida Panthers officially announced their uh, training camp roster. And actually, I'm going to do a little bit of a screen share right here for the the audience, especially on the YouTube, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're almost, we're on, hopefully, hoping to get our way to 200 YouTube subscribers before uh, opening night against the New York Islanders on October 13th. But uh, the the Florida Panthers uh, bring 50 plus players on the training camp roster, and there was a little bit of a worry er- earlier uh, in the in the a few weeks ago about. Grigory Denisenko and Alexei Hepaniemi not being part of the training camp roster due to contract status. At least that was what was uh, spoken about from Florida Hockey Now. But now Florida Panther fans can be a little bit at ease seeing that they're on here. And of course, a new uh, Florida Panther who's actually part of the organization as far as contract is Patrick Giles, who had a great prospect tournament uh, for the Panthers up in Raleigh, North Carolina. And now he was awarded with a two-year entry-level contract. Uh, so uh, here, here's the. Here, I'm going to be scrolling up and down about uh, of of the players that you will be seeing uh, for, throughout training camp. But Patrick Giles now part of the mix for the Florida Panthers, and now we could be at ease about Grigory Denisenko and Alexei Hepaniemi being part of the training camp roster. 
Yeah, so I um, I watched all of those prospect tournament games. Um, we could go on and on about a handful of guys who really stood out. Uh, Patrick Giles had a really good, a really, really solid uh, few games, um, really made his impact felt, along with Justin Sordis, who I'm very excited to see uh, at this training camp. Um, there's a few, there's a few guys on this roster that, that I'm really intrigued to see. Um, Grigory Denisenko and Alexei Hepaniemi are two of them, uh, making sure that they're here for this training camp is huge. Um, Denisenko is the guy I'm really watching this camp to see if he's ready to break out, uh, coming off of a broken kneecap. That is a really major injury to suffer. But, uh, before that happened, he had been productive in Charlotte. He was on a, a bit of a point streak, uh, before blocking that shot and getting injured. If I'm not mistaken, he ended up scoring a goal in the game that he he broke his kneecap as well, which is pretty crazy. I can't really imagine doing anything on a broken kneecap, much less scoring a goal uh, in and the skating. NHL and skating. <laughs> so um, I'm excited to see what he brings this this uh, this training camp, uh, whether he can crack the the NHL roster or if he's going to do some time in the AHL first. But looking at this roster, there are a ton of fringe forwards, a lot of prospect forwards, a lot of veteran forwards who have AHL experience. There is an opening uh, in the in in the Panthers lineup right now for for a winger. Um, it, it is far from set in stone with Anthony Duclair's injury, so I'm I'm really looking to see which one of these guys is going to step up and take uh, take the reins and get the first crack at filling Anthony Duclair's uh, vacant right wing spot. Yeah, and like we talked about last week, it's a little bit of a ripple effect for the rest of the lineup. Like we spoke about with uh, Sam Reinhart likely starting on the top line to start the season. You never know uh, wh where Paul Maurice can go as well. Uh, but also uh, also going back to the the young guys on, on the roster, uh, we have we have some players coming into into the mix in North America as well. We have uh, Anton Lefci, who, who's part of the organization, who came over from Finland. And also and also, like we spoke about with uh, uh, Patrick Giles, something that something that See, even though I don't necessarily expect Patrick Giles to make the NHL roster, uh, there's a little bit of a, an impression that he's going to possibly leave, hopefully, when once training camp is over and then they, they start making their uh, cuts. But 6'5 uh, for, for, for Giles. Uh, and, and also one player I'm also excited for is Dennis as well, who had a great, great prospect turn. It has a rifle of a shot as well. And and also someone like Justin Sword is something someone I spoke about earlier in the week about how he's great around the boards and great with uh, changing his um, changing directions when when going back and forth. Yeah, I agree. Sort of uh, in in uh, that prospect tournament, he was he was excellent. Um, his vision stood out to me. His passing ability, uh, solid in the faceoff circle. Uh, he's he's a little bit bigger uh, than I than I thought. Not not necessarily height wise, but he's a uh, kind of stocky guy. Um, he, he's a lot closer to NHL ready size than I gave him credit for. Um, another, another guy that, uh, I'm really watching this, this training camp is Logan Husko as well. Uh, mm -hmm. he, he was really impressive for Charlotte last year. It was a little bit hot and cold, but he's, he's a guy that I'm watching this camp to see if he can put some consistent offense together. He had a really, really good, uh, preseason a year ago, and he carried that into the start to the, of the AHL season. So he's, he's one to watch. Um, Anton Lefci is one to watch. Definitely. Uh, Chris Tierney is another one that I'm interested in who, a guy who had a, got off to a solid start in his career with, uh, San Jose dealt with some injuries. Um, but he's, he's, he was at one time a really highly regarded player and he's not, not exactly too old. Uh, he's, he's still under that 30 years old mark. He can still contribute. Um, 
so yeah, there's there's a lot of guys that I'm I'm really interested to see. And one another one uh, on the list that you're showing right now, uh, Jerry Mayhew is another guy that no one really pays attention to at all when he was signed, but this guy has an absolutely elite track record of goal scoring in the AHL. So we'll see if he can transition that at all to the NHL uh, in training camp and preseason as well. So lot, lots of forward options, definitely. And let's also let's also consider the fact that of uh, the players who are also on PTOs as well. Um, forward Eric Stahl, brother of Mark Stahl. Um, honestly, honestly, with the with where the Panthers are with uh, with Duclair's injury. They might they might go in the direction of of a of a veteran for 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 at least the time being to start the season. Of course, there might be also the fact that one brother is there, that the fact that the other brother could make it not not necessarily out of default, but out of necessity for for the Panthers as well. And also Jeff Berube, um, highly unlikely in my opinion. Uh, of course, we got a we. I spoke about last week about a little bit of of how Panther fans have a little bit of a bad memory with JF Brube back in uh, February in their third matchup of the season against Columbus. But um, of these PTO guys, do you do you do you see both of them making it? One of them making it, or both or both not making it? Um, between the PTO guys, I think Eric Stahl will make the team. Uh, I think he's just such a crafty veteran. Uh, he has so much, such a wealth of knowledge. Um, and he's just, he's capable enough at, at his age and experience. He's still capable enough of making uh, an impact. Uh, he might not be the, the high end goal scorer that he used to be. He's definitely getting up there in age, but if you look at his little stint with Iowa in the AHL last year, uh, in preparation for the Olympics, he was over a point per game at the AHL level. Uh, and we're, again, we're not far removed from, from Eric Stahl being on the Montreal Canadiens in their run to the cup final. Uh, mm-hmm. He was part of that group. He was productive. And I, I think he has, a, I think he has a good chance to make it as a bottom six forward for this team. Uh, maybe not playing every night, um, but a guy who can definitely contribute. And I, I find it hard to believe he can't provide at least what Joe Thornton provided last year for the Panthers offensively. I think he could do uh, even more than what Jumbo Joe was able to do. Uh, J.F. Berube, um, yeah, definitely left a, uh, an, impre- an impression on us Panther fans uh, hmm. last season. Um, came in and, and stole a game uh, against, the, against the Cats uh, with Columbus, and we had Jonas Johansson in net that night. Um, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought Johansson would have been the better goalie of the two, but... Um, yeah, I, I, it, it was hard to, hard to say anything positive about jo, about JoJo's performances last year. Uh, no offense to the person, he just did not play too well in net. Uh, but JF Rube, I don't think he makes the team. Uh, not because he's not talented enough to play AHL goalie. It's just because I think you want to get Matt Guzda games. Um, you want to get Evan Fitzpatrick games, and I think Guzda and Fitzpatrick are going to battle it out for that backup goalie job for Charlotte. And whoever does not get that will be the starter for the Everblades. Um, but yeah, I, I think Alex Lyon is the man uh, for, for Charlotte and Goose Dunn Fitzpatrick will, will battle it out for backup. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see us keeping Berube uh, down in the AHL. You, in that case, you'd have two veterans playing AHL games and you'd have two young goalies that would essentially have to go to the ECHL and, and have no and have to split games there. So I, I think just because we have to prioritize young player development, I think Berube will not make the team. 
Yeah, and, and there's a little bit of a logjam with the with the goalies for 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 the Panthers as well. So that's really what makes it a little difficult for someone like JF Berube. It, it's a it's a it's a little bit of a hill to climb for 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 him, but definitely uh definitely not impossible uh for for him to make it. So just just a little bit difficult for him. But in the next segment, we are going to discuss the upcoming media day for the Florida Panthers. Uh, really exciting time as as I made my way uh, down to South Florida for, for this event. So we're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the, the day on this Wine and Wednesday edition of the show. So, Jacob, like we spoke about on the top of the show, media day today. And I put out a poll on the Lockdown Florida Panthers uh, Twitter page, uh, and it got sixty-four. It got sixty-four votes within uh, three hours of about. And I asked the question: Who are you most excited to hear from? Most from Panthers Media Day, and I put, I, I put four options: Matthew Kachuk, Sasha Barkov, Paul Maurice, or other. And of course, this uh, this is a 24-hour poll, so 20 hours left, so a lot of things can change. But right right now, the the voting is very um, is very most towards uh, Matthew Kachuk at 47 percent, Sasha Barkov coming in at 23 percent, Paul Maurice at 20. But I kind of have to disagree with the poll about Matthew Kachuk. Sure, we kind of have a we kind of have a indication of what mo- mostly because I think that. Not, I don't want to say that Matthew Kachuk is necessarily predictable, but we kind of know like the personality of Matthew Kachuk and know that we're going to see these uh, the probably a lot of quote worthy things from Matthew. At least that's what I'm I'm expecting that already. But the the guy I'm actually looking forward to most is actually the head coach, the change of a culture for for this Florida Panthers team. And there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a different energy, of course. Everyone coming into a season, everyone's zero, zero, and zero. So it's a so it's a great opportunity for someone like Paul Maurice to say, "Hey, you know, this is a this this is a new situation for him, and this is a this is uh this it's go time for this Florida Panthers team as they have some aspirations as well." So kind of that's kind of why I'm looking forward to uh here to Paul Maurice talking most out of any anyone who who's the guy who's the person for you who are you you look forward to listening uh, to from media day. So I'm going to have to disagree with you slightly on this one. I I am excited to hear what Paul Maurice has to say, but as far as Paul Maurice is concerned, I'm less interested in what he has to say versus what he has to show. Um, That's I, I don't necessarily, uh, as far as head coaches are concerned, I, what they say, they're, they're so good with the media, especially guys like Paul Maurice who've been around forever. He's going to say all the right things. Uh, he's going to give you he's going to give you all the basic hockey answers he's going to he's going to give you the uh we're just trying to get better every day we're going to you know the, the you do this we we do this <laughs> we we know the kind of answers we we get from these guys so i i don't expect anything uh earth shattering to come from paul maurice i i, I want to see what he what what it looks like where he's concerned uh as far as who i'm excited to hear from matthew kachuk is always a guy i look forward to hearing from media wise um he's not at all shy of the camera he, he or the microphone. Uh, he wants to get that attention and it's already working clearly because Panther fans are already eating up everything he has to say, which is, which is really the goal of, of uh, 
like he said, he, he plans to make this team popular uh, locally. He wants, he wants players to have that recognition and he's, he's definitely building it for himself. The guy that I'm looking forward to hearing from the most though, is the captain Sasha Barkov. Um, I don't know what to expect from him in this camp, but I just, I want to, I want to hear what he has to say. I want to get an idea of, of his level of motivation uh, his level of uh, does he have a little bit more fire, a little bit more energy now after a, a really disappointing and and uh, kind of embarrassing and humbling loss in the playoffs? I want to see what uh, what he's coming with as far as being a leader uh, now that Huberdo and and Uyghur are gone. Uh, he's he and Ekblad are the the two the two cornerstones now. I want to see I want to see if he's ready to take that mantle, and you can tell a lot based on what he says. Um, I, I just I want to see where uh, where his mentality is and, and his answers uh, and his uh, his media availability. I want to that, that's what I'm looking for the most tomorrow or today. Yeah, it, it's funny because I could try to put myself in the position of a hockey player as much. But of course, it, it I, part of me would think, oh, if I knew that two of my two of my good friends from the team got traded after that embarrassing performance for me personally, if I were in that position, it would make me want to work so much harder. And I can't necessarily speak for Sasha Barkov. And and who knows, that could that could also be his approach. He's not shy about training. He, he, he Of course, he does it very silently. He's just a very silent person, at least away from the, the cameras as well. So I, I'm, I'm not I'm expecting, of course, Sasha Barkov to always kind of like walk the company line as well when it comes to like his answers as well. So maybe maybe a little bit of maybe how, of how he spent his summer. But also, here's another thing. I'm, of course, in media day, you're going to get all types of questions, of not only hockey related, but off the ice. I'm also interested to see what kind of new spots that Matthew Kachuk enjoyed around the area of South Florida. So the, like the restaurants, the maybe maybe Los Olas Boulevard or something like that. Uh, so so maybe maybe kind of the lifestyle of what he's experienced so far. Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting point. Um guys always talk about coming to Florida and how they can go to practice and, and uh, go to, to the rink and leave the rink in shorts and flip-flops. Um, Matthew Kachuk is a young enough guy where he's, he's uh, it's kind of funny how the, the Panthers rosters uh, traditionally have kind of been split. You've got the veterans and those guys who tend to uh, live with their families in a quiet area like Parkland, for example. And then you have the younger guys who live in Fort Lauderdale on the water. Um, so I'm, I'm, I think Matthew Kachuk is definitely in that younger crowd. Um, and I, am kind of interested to see what he's gotten him, gotten to do, gotten himself into, uh, what, what kind of experience he's had since he's been down here. Um, because one thing about Matthew Kachuk is, uh, if he enjoys his time here, he will definitely be vocal in trying to recruit other players to come here. Uh, when free agency rolls around, uh, in the trade market, he's a guy who's, uh, if, if he's enjoying himself and he thinks Florida's the place to be, there's definitely players around the league who are going to be hearing it from him. Uh, he's, he's going to be in some guy's ears about, about getting down to South Florida to play some hockey. So, um, I hope the community is making a good impression on him and, and he can share that around the league and, and make Florida an even more attractive destination for star players. And, and winning has a lot to do with that as well. We've seen that in the past about coming here to retire versus coming here to, to actually come and contend. So now it's great to see that the latter part, uh, for the, for the Panthers, um, as far as players coming in. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Jacob. Name a random player, name a random player from this training camp roster who you might not necessarily expect big quotes from, but also, but 
name a player who you kind of want to hear from as far as coming into the mix for the for for this Panthers team, whether it's a guy on a prove it deal, a bridge deal, an ELC, or a veteran. Um, that's a tough one. So, talking about guys who are on who are on prove it deals, um, I'm interested to hear what Mark Stahl has to say uh, about where he feels he fits in. Um, what kind of pairing he's he ends up playing with and and what his role is going to be how many minutes he's going to be playing those aren't questions you're going to hear asked tomorrow but I, i'm excited to see what he what his ideas are about his role here um he's one for sure um uh, a guy that i'm excited to hear from tomorrow or today is anton lindell uh definitely not a, a prove it type of player uh, he's he's a high-end prospect who we have a lot of uh, hope. I'm excited to hear what Anton Lindell has to say as far as um, what he worked on over the offseason, uh, where he is in his confidence level, um, the what, where he thinks he's improved the most. And another guy I'm looking forward to hearing from is Spencer Knight. Um, I, I want to hear uh, more about his development and what he's worked on this summer as well. So those, those are the three guys I'm really looking forward to hearing from. Um, but if if you showed me the roster, I could probably give you about five more because there, there's so many interesting storylines this uh, this training camp. There's a lot of guys that are uh, going to get some get some time to talk, and we're going to hear from them. And uh, it's it's hockey. Hockey's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you what one of them that you name one of them that you name is one of them that I I I'm interested in hearing. Uh, you you na- you mentioned Mark Stahl uh, because. Because we we've spoken about all season about the defense taking this a step back and now a veteran presence coming in, uh, a guy who's gonna who's gonna eat up a uh, penalty kill minutes. We don't know necessarily what the units are gonna look like just yet. Now, right now, we're just speculating. But until the games begin, we won't really know who's going to be out there. But I'm gonna give another one just just because, and it's Lucas Carlson for me, and of course. Uh, si- si- signed a signed a signed another deal for the Panthers uh, a- a- as well, and kind of maybe expected to play a bigger role. Right now, Daily Faceoff has him as as a as a second pair defenseman uh, next to Radko Gudis, and and the left side for the Panthers, they're they're gonna have to try to fill that in. Of course, yes, Uyghur can play on both sides. His more natural side is the left is the right, but of course, played on the left hand side with Ekblad, his unnatural side. But Lucas Carlson um, playing a bigger role and 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 having and hopefully eating up some PK minutes as well there and hopefully learning from a guy like Mark Stahl who's going to mentor a young kid who's hope hopefully you know out of his out, not in a, not on his ELC anymore uh got part of the Brett Connolly uh, Henrik Borgstrom uh, trade just a few um, seasons ago um, in, uh, during the trade deadline a guy who was seen as probably just AHL depth at the time. But now has an opportunity to make an impact on the NHL roster, so that one is a is a guy that I'm interested in li- listening to. But also, million dollar man Sergey Bobrovsky, um, that is the uh, and really the the talk the talk is gonna if, if the performance of Sergey Bobrovsky goes anywhere to the f- first two seasons uh, of Sergey Bobrovsky, this fan base was really loud. During the, those first two seasons, of course, there was arguments about the defense in front of them, the the the, stra- the strategy behind, and 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 all that, but but also how you, even with a in, very encouraging playoffs for Sergey Bobrovsky, 
how he's going to continue to build off that. I agree 100%. Uh, Bobrovsky had a really good bounce back year next or last year. I want to see if he can do it again. Uh, he was solid in the playoffs, and he, he was very vocal about how uh, having his daughter really changed his outlook on hockey and his career and how it almost honestly uh, saved his career, um, how having his daughter had that kind of impact. And he also committed to losing weight and getting more flexible and uh, being able to get side to side. And he, he put in, he put in a ton of work. We have to give him credit for that. And I'm hoping he uh, went and did the same thing uh, this, this off season. He's going to come and have an even better season. Um, I want to give you two more names. Uh, to answer this question. One that interests me is Michael Del Zotto. Um, I'm interested to see where his, exactly. I'm interested to see where his fit is on this team. Uh, Cause he was really solid last year in the limited time he played with Ottawa. But the, the one guy who is always interesting with the media and should be even more so this, this time around is Patrick Hornquist. um he he is going to be a a very interesting one to to see on media day i'm interested interested to see uh his his thoughts uh i want to hear if he heard about if he was aware of all the trade rumors i want to know if uh he was included in possible trades that came up and then didn't pan out was he how prepared was he to leave florida Uh, because that seemed to be a, a virtual certainty until it didn't happen um, I want to know where his mindset is about coming back, playing for the Panthers again next year, finishing out his contract, if he plans to play beyond this season or if he's going to retire. Uh, these are all things that, that I'm sure they'll, they'll probe him with. I'm not sure if he'll take the bait, but um, it'll be interesting to see if he has anything to say about the, the uh, turbulent offseason with, with his name uh, floating around in just about every possible rumor. And at the end of the day, he's, right back here next this this coming season uh how's he feeling about it uh that's that's a guy i'm interested to hear from as well yeah and some of the the teams involved in in possibly taking on patrick hornquist who at least it's reported um seattle was a was a name that in exchange for vince dunn vince dunn defenseman um as well and and also edmonton with jesse pulley as well a guy who was drafted who's a top five pick um for Edmonton and of uh, and look maybe a lot of people were seeing him as a possible guy who if you put Jesse Pulley in a different situation that he could succeed a lot better as well but rumors were saying that Edmonton was not willing to eat the salary that Patrick Hornquist has and of course um really liked in the locker room as well so maybe that's why Zito is uh keeping him for now and who, who knows what kind of ripple effect that could have in the lineup whether the production is there or not that that's the that's really that's really what really fans are really going to look at more than because we don't see what's behind the scenes as well for for this team but we know but with without necessarily peeking behind the curtain we kind of somewhat know that he's very liked in that room as well agreed he's he's a leader on the team uh whenever we had a guy who was our one of our usual guys out um Hornquist had an A on his jersey. Um, he, he was he's he's a guy who is very well respected, and you know the production is definitely not what it used to be. But uh, we also can't deny the fact that as soon as the Panthers brought brought in Hornquist and Gudis and some of these guys, the team started playing better, and they have not missed the playoffs since. 
so you know he, he's a proven winner and whatever culture he's involved in they tend to win so it, maybe the production's not there but he's still a winner he's still a, a champion he's a guy who's in the locker room and he knows what it takes to win he's passing that on to everybody and um you know he showed in the playoffs too he's still he's still got some game i, I don't think it's a I don't think he's just dead weight in the lineup, honestly. I really don't. I, I think he can still contribute. Um, you look at game five against Washington, came up absolutely clutch with a breakaway goal. Mm-hmm. And, you, and how many times do we see Patrick Hornquist on a breakaway? It almost never happens. But he just, uh, in big moments, the puck finds him and he finds a chance. And, and you know, that, that's a that's a trait that is it's just valuable to have on the team. So, um yeah, I'm not complaining about having him back, and it'll be interesting to see what he provides this year. Uh, hopefully, more of the same. Yeah, not the fastest skater, but Patrick Hornquist finds a way to sometimes to get right in front of the net, and you never know what kind of clutch goal uh, Patrick Hornquist d- could definitely uh, make make for for this Florida Panthers team. Jacob, it's 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 strange to say that this current streak that the Panthers are on of making the playoffs is the longest that they've ever had in their team's history. So. Great, great, great that this franchise is in the position that they're in, and it's and hopefully tomorrow, today, excuse me, is the beginning of 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 continuing that special run uh, for for the Panthers. And I'm I'm very thankful that I'm I'm going to be a part of it. I'm thankful that you're going to be a part of it, and I'm thankful also for the listeners as well, listening to the show, watching all the games, uh, and also reading all the tweets from the media as well, and of and that we are going to be on this ride together. And hopefully that's another, it's what is another uh, postseason appearance for this Florida Panthers team. And of course the goal is to always take it to the, the next level. They, they got their, they got the first round out off, off their back, but now it starts. This is the beginning of, of, of a new journey for, for this team. So it, it all begins today uh, for, for media day and, and a new excitement for, for this team as well as, like I said earlier, every team is zero, zero, and zero coming in. But Jacob, I want to thank you so much for joining on this once again Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Tell everybody where they can find you online. Definitely, you can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Winans Eight, and you can find my articles at PantherParkway.com. Thank you so much, Jacob, and I'll see you next week. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. And if you like what you're hearing. Please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. We'll be covering all the offseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a 30-minute podcast every day talking about all things NHL. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Sorry, Armando Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.